And so I really want to take a moment to get into God's Word just to see about God's heart. But a question we have to ask is, how do we even get here? How did we get here to this point of orphans in the world? How do we get to over 153 million orphans in the world? Five million, over five million orphans in Ethiopia. That's like 5% of the population. How did we get to this point? Well, it's Gen 3, I call it. No, it's not some new generation like Gen Y or Gen X. No, it's Genesis chapter 3, as Steve was preaching on a few weeks ago, that it's the brokenness, it's the fall of man, the sin that entered this world that created all the chaos, all the suffering, all the pain, orphans in this world. That's how we got there. And, and so what's God's plan? Well, he always has a plan. He has a way to save. And who is the solution? Who's the solution for these kids? Us. Us, as Yossi said. In Ethiopia, I think the population is, I mean, it's 100, easy math, okay? I think it's 110, but 100 million. And there's 5 million orphans, right? And there, in, in Ethiopia, there's last census, I think, around 63 million Christians. 63 million. I know that's a broad statement in Ethiopia, and, but what I will say is there's 63 million people, 63% of the population who believe Jesus died on Friday and rose again on Sunday. If you want to talk about Protestants, then there's about 25 million Protestants in Ethiopia, they say. How many orphans? Five million. Who's the solution? Who's the answer? It's very lopsided. It's very easy math. 25 million followers of Christ and 5 million orphans in Ethiopia. Who's the solution? Us. So there's, there's three things I want to try to point out this morning real quick. God's heart for the orphan is the first one. Because what breaks the heart of God should break ours too. We got to look at his heart and he has a heart for the orphan. The second thing is to remember who we were. It's very important to remember. Never forget who you were, an orphan. And then the third thing is it's our, our meaning Christians, followers of Christ. It's our responsibility to care for the orphan. So first, let's look at God's heart. God's heart for the orphan. In the Old Testament, God mentions orphans, fatherless, abandoned, Children over 41 times, caring for the poor. These orphans, these children who are left fatherless are the poor. 41 times. It wasn't just one or two times that God mentioned this issue. It was 41 times. So I think that it's like, hey, we need to open our eyes to what God is saying to his people. And we can see, and I've just picked out three scriptures today. Uh, from the Old Testament. As I said, there's many other ones that we could look at. And the three I have today, the, the, the first one is Psalms 10, 17, and 18. It says, you, Lord, hear the desire of the afflicted. You encourage them. You listen to their cry. Defending the fatherless and the oppressed. The second one is Psalm 68. Now, I love this. I didn't tell them. And that's what the kids quoted. I love how the Holy Spirit puts things together. Psalm 68. 
5 and 6. A father to the fatherless. A defender of widows. This is God and his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing. And then Proverbs 31. Speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves, for the rights of all who are destitute. Speak up and judge fairly. Defend the rights of the poor and the needy. This is the heart of God, defending those who have no one to defend them. That's what he's saying to his people here. That's what he's saying to us, that if God is a father to the fatherless, who's he used to be the father? Who's he used to be the mother? Us. Who's when he says he takes the lonely and he puts them in family, whose family is he talking about? Yours, ours, his people. He takes the oppressed, he takes the forgotten, he puts them in family and removes the loneliness. And I, this verse that says this, that, 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 that we are the ones that God does, but we also as followers of Christ should speak up for those who cannot speak for themselves. The horror stories that we hear so many times about kids in orphanages, and if you've never heard them, they're true. Kids will cry out. Now, these are most of the time government orphanages where staff, they're understaffed, <laughs> overwhelmed by the amount of kids that they have, and kids will cry and cry and cry out, and no one tends to them. And over time, they, through a self defense like mechanism where they just begin to shut down and shut down they won't even cry out anymore because they know no one's coming talk about the depths of loneliness but God says God says no my people should speak up for those who can't speak for those who are crying out and can't be heard these this is who my people are supposed to be my question is are we being that people in the world today God's heart is very close to the orphan. He loves them deeply. It breaks his heart to see them in the situations that they're in. And so what breaks the heart of God should break ours too. God's heart is close to the orphan. Let us remember who we were. You see, God is always telling his people from Old Testament to New Testament, remember. He said it to the Israelites. Hey, remember that I brought you out of Egypt. Don't forget what I've done for you in your life. Don't forget. And we see again in the New Testament where God's telling us, Gentiles, don't remember, I mean, to remember what he's done for us. And so first we'll look at Ephesians chapter 2, verses 11 and 13. It says, therefore, remember that Formerly, you who are Gentiles by birth and called un uncircumcised by those who are themselves the circumcision, which is done in the body by human hands, remember that at that time you were separate from Christ, excluded from citizenship in Israel, and foreigners to the covenants of the promise, without hope, without God in the world. But now, in Christ Jesus you who were once far away have been brought near by the blood of God. Remember, people, don't get comfortable in your Christianity. A lot of times as we're following God, we can get comfortable. And we can forget what he's done in our lives. We can forget our position. And our position was this right here, that we were excluded from the citizenship. We were foreigners. We were without hope. 
We were just like the orphans sitting there wondering, is somebody going to pick me up today? We were without hope. We were without God. Don't forget, remember, God is saying, remember. Again, ahum, but now in Christ Jesus, you, you who are far away have been what? Brought near. I love that word. Like a, like a child in a mother or a father's arms, we have been brought near to God because of Christ Jesus. So don't forget, don't get too comfortable. Remember that you, me, all of us, were outsiders and brought in through the blood of Christ. The second verse is Ephesians chapter 1, verse 4 and 5. It says this, He chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. In love, he predestined us for adoption to sonship through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will. I love that first part. He chose us. It's beautiful. It's love. And, and, and when we decide to have children, that's what we do. We choose to have children and our family because we want to give this love away. And God chose us, and I love this, before the creation of time. That's a whole other theological teaching, and that's deep. But before time, he chose you to bring you into the family through what? Adoption into sonship. Because we were outsiders, we were excluded, but through Christ, we were adopted into the family of God. Now, I know in the Amharic Bible, this word adoption's not there. I've talked to Whitcliffe translators and asked why, because it just says we are a child of God. And there's a, little, there's a difference there. There's a difference between just being a child and then adopted in. And they said that maybe at that time of translation, there just wasn't the right word to describe adoption and what that means. But it's clear from the text before that, that we were outsiders. We were not of the citizenship. We were not of the birthright. But through Christ, through the blood, we were brought in because he chose us, because he loves us. Phineas wrote the script, read the scripture before. I got it from him. Uh, it also explains it. When he read it at the Advent candle, but when, from Galatians, but when the fullness of time had come, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who were under the law, so that we might receive adoption as sons. And because you are sons, God has sent the spirit of his son into our hearts as we cry out, Abba, Father, it's intimate, it's daddy, because he loves us. So you are no longer a slave, you are no longer an outsider, but a son, but a daughter, and a heir through God, a heir, full rights, right? Full rights, full everything, full inheritance, don't even question it, you were brought in as a heir through God. This is what God has done for us, don't forget it. Remember who we were, we were orphaned, and God brought us in. The last one, how it's our responsibility to care for the orphan. We've already learned how it's close to God's heart. We're remembering who we were, and so then it's our responsibility to care for the orphan. There's a, a verse here in James chapter 1, 26 and 7 that makes this clear. If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue but, but deceives his heart, 
This person's religion is worthless. Religion that is pure, that is undefiled before God, the Father, is this. To care for the orphans and the widows and their affliction. And to keep oneself unstained from the world. We watched a little video last week from Francis Chan, and this is what he was talking about right here. That Our gospel message can't just be with our words. Our gospel message to the world has to be with our lives. And he was saying when we bring these kids in to our families and full rights, full adoption, like you're our son, you're our daughter, full hair as the scriptures say, it shows the world what Christ has done for us through the cross. It's a living, breathing gospel message that says, I was on the outside, I was without hope in the world, forgotten and without God, but here's a picture of what God the Father did for me through Jesus when we show the world adoption and our families. It's beautiful, it's powerful. Now, I would not be asking you or challenging you right now to do something that, that, that my family has not already done. Uh, I think you have a picture up here, yep, of our family and big family, and years ago uh, in Ethiopia, and we adopted a five-year-old beautiful Ethiopian princess. It was around this time, Christmas Eve, got back to the States, and you can see our, our biological son, Gavin, here, with the little Ethiopia hat on. He's much bigger now. He's 14, and um, hair's gotten longer, but um, you know... The thing about children with God, he says they're a gift from God, right? Children are a gift, a satota, Xavier, a gift from God. When, when we decided to have a child and, and, and we gave birth, my wife gave birth to our first child, oh man, I knew I loved my wife, I knew, I knew love, but I'd never really known or understood the love of the father to his children, to me than when we had our first son. And I really understood it was, a, it was a biblical teaching lesson. It was a real breathing gospel of how much God loved me as his son. And I understood the father's love through that. But then when we adopted and Calcadon came home, once again, that gospel message, that understanding of what Christ had done for me, as I just told you through the scriptures, that remembering that I was on the outside, I was brought in, and that the love is full, and that the love is complete. What another biblical lesson that God taught me and my wife through children. And then through that, God increases. God does so much more than you can ever ask or imagine. When you step into his will and you see what he does, and through that, God moved us back to Ethiopia 10 years ago, um, and we've been blessed to be able to help children come out of street life, a lot through her story, our daughter's story, and her biological mom's story. But then he allowed us to foster over 15 kids in our homes while we lived here, in our home while we lived here. Seeing yesterday, when we celebrated Thanksgiving on Saturday, uh, not Thursday, and having our whole big family there celebrating and seeing these, these now adults who have grown up and who are, who are married, who are successful, who come from dark, broken, hurt places to now being full of hope and healed and having their own children. As Mechadi said, we don't want you to miss out on it. <laughs> we don't want you to miss out 
And it's not about prosperity. It's not about a blessing. It's about being a part of what God wants to do in and through you and your families and see God do so much more. The joy is unexpressible. And then our daughter now graduated last year here. She conquered Addis Ababa. As you can see, she's throwing up her graduation cap. She's in the States doing her first year of university, becoming an amazing woman of God that he's created her to be. And I just share all this to encourage you to, to, to walk in the story that God has for your life. And I'm going to end with this. And this was not planned either. I love that the call to worship was my final scripture, um, which is John 14 and 8. I will not leave you as orphans, Jesus says, but I will come to you. Will you be that today? Will you be that Jesus in the world that doesn't leave them as orphan? Don't be motivated by statistics, which we cannot wrap our head around. Don't be motivated by a sad story that I might have said. Be motivated by the gospel and the message of Jesus Christ where he says, I didn't leave you as an orphan. I came to you. Will you be that same Jesus in the world today? And not leave these kids as orphans here in Ethiopia. We are focused today on Ethiopia. Now I know there's different nationalities in here. And we recognize that. We're an international church. And there's kids that need to be adopted in, in your country. But in Ethiopia, international adoptions have been closed for about four or five years. Kids are in orphanages. They need, as Yosef said, parents. And trust me. Through the power of the Holy Spirit, he will push you beyond those fears and those concerns, and a beautiful story will develop, and you will get to walk in it. So today, after service, yes, we want to eat together. We want to break bread. We want to fellowship. The money from the lunch will go to the missions and outreach, or we hope to be a blessing to children in Ethiopia this Christmas. But also, we have Bethany Christian Services and Hope for the Fatherless out there with tables, for those of you who the Holy Spirit, I'm not going to say if, those of you who the Holy Spirit is speaking to right now in this service, that he wants you to be a part of an adoption story of doing to a child what was done to you. And so we want to not just preach to you, we want to give you avenues of action. And so today you can go by one of those tables, talk to them. You don't have to sign up today. Just talk to them. Or if you want to, yes, they, got, they can register your information. But please, don't miss out on what the Holy Spirit's doing inside your heart in this moment right now. I think the kids are going to come back up yep, and sing, lead us in another song. Um, and I, I do just want to leave you with that. Don't miss what the Holy Spirit's speaking in you and what God wants to do in your life and in your family today. As they're coming up, I'm going to close this part in prayer. Father in heaven, we praise you, we trust you, we know that you are working Holy Spirit in this room, we know that we are the solutions for these kids because it's your heart and it's what you want to do through us. So I ask Holy Spirit, you, as you are speaking in the hearts of the husband, of the wife, or together, you don't have to be married to adopt. Holy Spirit, you're speaking. And I just pray that you give them courage to act. In Jesus Christ's name I pray, by Jesus Christus Sim. Amen.
Would you all stand with us as we respond to this amazing truth that we ourselves have been adopted and we are the children of God. Will you please worship with us? Who am I that the highest King would welcome me? I was lost, but He brought me in. Oh, His love for me. Oh, His love for me. 